to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and today we once again have a special guest for a special topic, and he is a very good friend of mine, uh, somebody I've known for quite a while. His name is Justin Hawara. We're, Hawara. We're bringing him back on for another uh, another episode here. Justin, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm uh I'm a little offended. You kind of mispronounced my name there for a second. So <laughs> my, my tongue to got a little start. tied, man. Do you want me to restart? No, I don't. But actually, I was thinking about being on the podcast with you today here, and okay. you know, having listened to a lot of the podcast, you're always talking about you know your guest. But yeah, I thought I'd take a minute and share about you know m- one of my interactions with first getting to know T Roll. Oh gosh, um, what are you doing? <laughs> what well. Is- one of my favorite things. Are you taking was, over right now, man? No, no, I'm not going to take over. I'll turn it back to you. But when I first got to know T-Roll, it was at uh, the thing the thing we many of you know about Summer Beach Project. And I was vis- I was stopping by his room, and they were cooking food, some of his roommates, late at oh, night. Oh, gosh. One of the most interesting dishes I've ever eaten um, was something T-Roll named the pomlet. <laughs> and this is my first memory of him. He would take a an omelet, like a fresh, cheap, freshly made omelet. Freshly made omelet. He would he would cook like a, a Totino's pizza, and he would fold the pizza inside the omelet, and that's what oh he would eat, gosh. you know, for dinner or whatever. Oh, so I mean, that's man. that's when I knew we were going to be friends. You know, that's where <laughs> I, I first gained a lot of respect for you, T. Roll, is seeing your love for uh, really random food. So that was that was when you first knew that we were going to be friends, huh? Yeah. So there you go. There, there's your host. He's uh, he's creative. Wow. Uh, he has he has great taste buds, and mm. and uh, you should try the pomlet. Yeah. Dude, I have not had a pomlet yeah, <laughs> in th- so long. I think we're past the age limit for pomlets, man. I don't know, man. You were definitely older than I currently am when you had it in my room that time okay. at Beach Project. Well, maybe I'm too old for it. <laughs> you, you, you make one. Oh, gosh. That's taking me back. Now I really want uh, an omelet with uh, Totino's pizza wrapped in it. That's right. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's taking me back right there. Totally caught me off guard. But anyways, <laughs> you are the guest today. Um, so appreciate you, uh, taking over there for a minute. Why don't we do this, Justin? We'll, we'll go ahead and just jump right in since we, uh, everyone has now learned about my culinary skills. Um, today's topic, we are actually going to be talking about emotional health. Now, um, I think this is a very good topic for us to speak, to, to discuss here in the podcast. And I think you are the perfect guy to have on here, um, because of the the amount of times we've had kind of conversations about this already, um, are you okay if we just jump into the questions? Let's I think I think the people are ready for the questions. Yeah, it's a great topic, and 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 uh, hopefully I can shed some some light on just a few thoughts. Uh, definitely, you know, there's people that know a ton more about our emotions and and and, and counseling and stuff. But yeah, we can definitely cover some bases. Let's do it, man. So, Justin, in our culture today, we, again, we talk a lot about emotional health. But I will say it somewhat seems like a relatively new phenomenon. Um, when did you recognize, um, or when did excuse me, when did emphasizing emotional health become more of a mainstream topic in our culture? When did you kind of first recognize that this is gaining steam and momentum? Yeah, good question. I, I don't obviously know like a date or a year even, but I would say I've noticed that there's a swing from an underemphasis on it. Don't worry about your emotions, worry about what you think and what you do. It doesn't matter how you feel. You got to, you got to just press through. That's kind of the generations before me. And even maybe some into my generation 
But now we've had a major swing, and I think probably even just in the last five years, there's been a massive difference to where I call it, and I think I mentioned this on another podcast if, if you've listened, but there's a, a therapeutic movement. Everyone is saying it's all about emotions. What you feel is everything. And I would just say we've probably swung to where it's it's overemphasized. But I actually didn't think about this before, but just took a class where a, a, a great theologian um, named Richard Pratt is still alive. I said that like he's like 500 years old now, but <laughs> Richard Pratt, you should read and listen to his stuff. But he talks about the importance of balance of right thinking, right doing and right feeling. Um, it's, it's ortho orthodoxy is the word for right thinking. Orthopathos is the word for right feeling and orthopraxis is the word for right doing. And his point is we need to, we need to walk with God emphasizing all three of those. And in my observation is that the orthopathos, the right feeling is kind of the, the celebrity of the day, emotional health. How do you feel? How does it make you feel? That's, that's very emphasized, which again, it should be emphasized, but it shouldn't be overemphasized. Yeah, that's good, man. I think that we have seen a big shift, as you mentioned, and something that I've seen a lot that I'm really intrigued to hear your your kind of thoughts on this is this idea of people struggling with depression. I think a lot of people uh, say that they are depressed nowadays. So what I would love to do is just hear kind of your general thoughts on just the topic of depression. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, I'm not an expert on what it is and what it isn't, but I think my thoughts are one, that it's a real thing. People do have real emotional, you know, unhealth to where they're really down and it's very regular and consistent. And there, there's a level of, you know, someone can be clinically depressed. So that, that is a real thing. That's the first thing I'd say. But with that, I think because it's a therapeutic culture, a lot of people today are saying, because I have negative feelings or I feel sad or I feel down throughout my week, then I'm a depressed person. And I'd say, be careful with that because the reality is even as a Christian, you're living in a world that's broken. You're living in a world where there's sadness and there's struggle and there's negative feelings about yourself and others and relationships are hard. And so just cause it's hard, we need to be careful not to diagnose ourselves with depression we need to, when we feel those down feelings, we need to go to people who love us and go to the Lord mainly to say, God, why am I feeling this way? Why, why am I down? Is there some sin in my life that you're trying to point out to help me walk in repentance of with your, your beautiful grace and love? Or, you know, is there, is there, are you just having me feel, you know, allowing me to feel down because you want me to focus on heaven and long for the, the life? I love Revelation 21 you know, there's, there's no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. Sometimes God allows us to feel these feelings of, of downness or depression because he wants us to long for the perfect world we're living in. So summing, summarizing that I'd say depression is real and you, and you may be depressed and you may need to talk to somebody, but don't make that uh, conclusion yourself. Get help before you conclude that talk to somebody but but don't mistake just struggling or feeling down with being depressed because when you say i'm depressed you can kind of move into a victim poor me mentality instead of saying all right lord why do i feel this way let me walk with you through it 
That's really good. We need to bring it back to God, ask some good questions about our own heart and what we're experiencing there. Um, that's that's great advice, Justin. Well, let me ask you this. Here's a maybe a little more. Uh, this is a unique question, but what if I'm, I'm just thinking about people who maybe the maybe someone that doesn't particularly struggle with depression, right? But um, they have friends who do, maybe friends who are really significantly struggling with it, and they're actually having a hard time understanding and empathizing with them. So, what would you get? What sort of advice would you give to that student who? doesn't necessarily connect with their friends who are feeling uh, depressed. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thought, the word empathy stands out. I hope, I hope as Christians, we're empathetic towards anyone who's struggling. I mean, if we are to follow Christ and and he being perfect, he, he found the, the humility and the love to, to come engage us when, when he didn't have the same struggles as us. And so we, by nature of being Christian should always want to empathize and, and go love and care for someone who's struggling, no matter what it may be. I think to get to your question more specifically, you know, what if you feel like you, you can't really find that empathy or compassion one, I think confess it and ask God to help you, but also realize that, you know, maybe, you know, but you know, a lot of times it is hard to help people with struggles that we've never had. And so, trying to find other people, you know, in your local church or in the ministry or community you're involved in finding, you know, involving other people, have them share with them. And, 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 and maybe, you know, if it's like you said, if it's a real serious depression or emotional instability, you know, obviously connecting them to a professional that can really help them because most of us are not professional counselors for sure. All right. Good word. Okay, let's move things here to a, a kind of a different angle, but still talking about emotional health. Let me ask you this, Justin. In a world where there is such an emphasis on social media and really your online presence, how do college students stay positive in a cancel culture world? Yeah, um, I'm really, gr- I'm really glad you brought this question up because, I, you know, for what it's worth, this is just my opinion. I would say the reason why the emotional health pandemic, if you will, has hit us today is because of social media. And and, and to qualify that, when you spend a, you know, I don't say all of your day, half of your day, or a, a just a, 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 a good piece of your day staring at the lives of other people, you're going to find one of two things in a negative way. You're, you're going to one, you're going to compare yourself. And and I've said this before, but when you compare yourself to somebody on social media, you're comparing yourself to a, a false version of them because nobody puts their real self. You can't put your real self on social media and nobody does it. Maybe you can never tried it. Never seen it. tried. Most but, people don't. I think, I think everyone knows what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the second thing you could do that's negative is, you can just get on social media and just be bothered and annoyed by what you see. And I think obviously we just got done with the election this week, the the political polarization right now, it'll just make you discouraged because people are so different than you, whether right or wrong, it just takes a toll on your emotions. And so you're, you're either, you're doing one of two things. Usually you're, you're subtly without even knowing it, feeling bad about yourself because you don't feel like you're as good 
in your comparison to that person, or you're just subtly annoyed and you feel like the world is falling apart because the the world seems crazy. And so my, my first comment is to say, I really do think social media is at the center of our emotional unhealth in our culture. And what do we do with that? I, you know, I've made the choice to get off of it completely. I, I'm not the, the guy that's saying, you know, you're a, a sinner. If, if you don't get off of it, I, I won't go as far as to say that. But the thing I would coach all of you guys to do, especially those of you who are struggling with depression or anxiety or some emotional instability, please, you, you've got to, you've got to, to, to lower the percent percentage of your thoughts that come from social media and you've got to replace them with things that are good and encouraging and true. And, and, and obviously the place to point to that is, is focusing on the character of God and his word. And so is there a way that you could start replacing some of the time you just by default spend on social media, replace that with things that are positive for your emotions? You know, you know, if you don't even want to go the spiritual route with more Bible study or Bible meditation, just, just, you know, spend more time with good friends. You know, there's a, a thousand things you can do that, that may be better for your emotional health than just randomly scroll on social media. So T-Row, you may want to ask more questions off that. That's such a, a central question to, to this topic in my opinion, but. That's no, really good, man. I, I understand your, uh, even your personal desire to get off of social media. So I totally get that. And I, and I think the, I love what you said. It's not that everyone needs to completely get off of social media, but man, it's it really has had an impact. Even on my own life, I've I've seen it where I'm I'm constantly scrolling, and you're either going to feel really bad about yourself comparing yourself to others, which is not good, or maybe you're going to feel pretty good about yourself compared to others, which also isn't very good. Yeah, and if I can't go as far to say you have to get off or you should get off, I would go as far to say please be aware of how it's impacting you. If you don't know what it's doing to you, you need to start there. Is what kind of impact is it having on you? So at least you can kind of know what decisions to make. And so, and I think too, I've got four kids and two of them are entering the middle school world. And I'm the weird parent that, you know, I'm waiting, waiting to give them a phone. They're the only kid in their class that doesn't have a phone. It's like, Oh man, I know it's my poor kids, but it's just like, I just don't want them to start feel these pressures that you guys have to feel. And, yeah. and at what age did you start looking at social media and comparing yourself? I mean, in these formative years where you're, you're asking the question. And as I see my middle school girls going through this, they're, they're wondering who, who are they, you know, who are they going to be? What are people going to think about them? That question is always on their mind. It's still on our minds, even as you go into adulthood, but it's really on your minds in your formative years. And so, don't let, you know, anybody else except God and his truth define that for you and make sure social media is not there. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, I I think we, we've had several, I'm trying to think of how many individual episodes we've had now on this podcast, and social media has come up so many different times. So maybe, maybe I should just take a note and schedule a time to have a social media focused podcast entirely, maybe. Sounds uh, good. So we'll probably no, do not it on that. Yeah. One. <laughs> you sure you don't want to come back for that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. A couple more questions before we get you out of here. Um, talking again, we're, you know, today's topic is emotional health. So Justin, do you believe 
medications can be beneficial for dealing with emotional health issues? And if so, when is it okay for a Christian to take medications for their emotional health? Yeah, I won't speak a ton on this, but I simply say, yeah, I think there is a place to take medications. I think, um, you know, again, I'm not a doctor by any means, but, you know, a lot of our, some of our emotional health is, you know, physiological and I think God has, has blessed us with medicines to help with it. I think the pushback on it would be to say, if you're taking medicine or if you're going to see a therapist or whatever you're doing to help with your emotional health, try to make sure time with God in his word, connecting with him is still at the center of your quest to be more emotionally healthy. So it's not a don't do it. It's make sure you're not doing it and replacing it with time with your creator, your savior who loves you. And I think is the the real healer to, to things. But yes, I think, it, I think it's helpful. Okay. Good word. Okay. Last question. So what are some practical things that a Christian can do throughout their week that can improve their emotional health? That's a great question. Great, great one to end on as well. Um, I've noticed I'm more emotionally healthy when I monitor the pace of my life. Um, if I just live by default and I go, 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 or maybe I'm not even that busy, but I'm taking my free time and just kind of vegging out through whatever, just mindlessness. That's when I get emotionally unhealthy. So I really think, and I I would point you guys to listen to the podcast T-Roll did with Tyler Clark, where he talks about silence and solitude. I believe it was called episode 12. Wow. That's, that's, I, I remember that's all actually accurate. Okay. I nice, nice work. Yes. Um, go back and listen to that one, but it's so important for our emotions guys, which, which by the way, emotions are given to you by God. They are real. They're important. Like we said before, they're not everything, but they are, they're part of, of, of the the person, the human that God made you. And so you need to care for your emotional life. And obviously that's the point of this podcast, but practically you've got to find space in your life to be quiet and be alone with God. And I loved what Tyler Clark said about finding a certain place where you consistently go. And I know for me, when I came up through campus outreach, learning to spend time with God was about Bible study. And, and it is, and it was about making applications and it is, but something as I've gotten older in my walk with God, I have tried to really incorporate this this quietness piece to my quiet time, which makes a lot of sense. But but the art of, of I know it sounds kind of weird, but listening to God. So instead of just showing up and saying, all right, I'm going to read this, read this, and then I pray, 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 it's maybe I read and I stop and I think, wow, what what did that say? God, is there something you want to say to me right there? And so I'm actually slowing down and I'm trying to be with God versus just get my quiet time done and get my Bible study done. So um, you can do that a little bit day by day. You could take, you know, a half day and, 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 and go be alone with God. But 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 the principle is slowing down and listening to God. I, I also think, you know, this is kind of weird. Some of you guys are going to be disappointed. But having a journal where you write out your prayers, you know, you get things off your chest, you know, using a journal. Um, but definitely slowing down. And I know it sounds over simple, over overly simplified, but guys, if we're going to be emotionally healthy, we've got to let the one who made our emotions into, we've got to connect with him at that level. 
And because we're so busy and because we stay in our head and our hands too much, we never let our hearts get healthy because we don't slow down and let the Lord see it. So That's great, man. I wanted you to be overly simple there, so don't feel bad about that. That's great, man. Great way to end it. We wanted some practical takeaways. So, uh, Justin, thanks so much, man. Real quick, um, just want to tell everyone who's listening to please, once again, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, whether it's uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, um, wherever you listen to this podcast, please subscribe and let us know if you have any suggestions or questions or topics that you'd like for us to talk on, uh, for another, for our next episode. So, uh, Justin, man, thank you again for being here, brother. So yeah, man. Um, I am sure we will be hearing your voice on this podcast again in the future. So I know everyone who's listening is is very excited about that, and uh, we'll we'll have pomlets for everyone next time too. How's I mean, that? You want to get you want to get a pomlet together next time? Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do the do the next one over a pomlet. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen, but it's nice to bring up the memory, man. <laughs> so, uh, for my good friend Justin Hawara, this is T Roll saying thank you for listening. We will see you next time for another episode of the Campus Outreach Podcast. Take care. <laughs>